0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today.
1: Oh, yeah. How's everyone doing? So good to see you guys here this morning. You guys look beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have abundantly poured out. Jesus, thank you for giving us the friend. The counsellor, the comforter, the nurturer, the convictor, the strengthener. Holy Spirit, I thank You for the work that You do in each one of our lives. And when we're ready to receive, You are just outrageously generous, Father, to pour into our lives exactly what we need. So today I thank You for Rhema words. That's an old term. That's a, Rama means a now word from God. Thank you, Father, for a now word, for a word, a fresh word in season, in this season. As I speak, Father, I thank you for awakening our spirits. <speaking in Hebrew> Father, I thank you for receptive hearts right now. Hearts that are receptive. Hearts that are receptive. You have come near the kingdom of heaven. It's time to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. They're not just words, that is spiritual hierarchy. That is spiritual order right there. Right, Frank? We come to the way. The truth is revealed. And we step into life. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to steal the way. He wants to kill the truth. And he wants to destroy the life that God has for you. If we try to do things back to front, Step into the life before we've gone through the way and the truth that's out of order. Father, I thank you for those that are at the way. Father, I thank you for those that are receiving truth right now. I thank you for those that are stepping into a greater life. Right now, just just proclaim to God you can just do it quietly because that's how I speak with our father just quietly my heart is open I want to receive today father what you have for me my heart is open I soften my heart to the leading of your spirit right now put it in your words but have that conversation right now my heart is open. I need to receive what you have. My food is to do the will of him who has sent me. Thank you for your anointing on this time right now. I thank you for the open heaven that we have. I thank you that we can boldly come into the presence of God. And Father, I am so glad that you are immensely generous immensely generous (laughs) immensely generous you're so beautiful Father I love you so much and we just proclaim all this in the authority of the name of Jesus Amen Amen make it so do it now Amen Amen Let's just rejoice for a second. Hallelujah. Praise hallelujah. Ha ha. Whoa. Okay, just say hello to the person next to you if you haven't said it. If you're afraid to do that, be bold. Take a step. Cross the path. If you are if you came in here and you're hiding away from everyone else, say hello. Break the ice knock the wall down woohoo thank you team i'm so grateful for the team that we have you grab your seats thank you coffee cart team see you know the caffeine addicts in the house when you thank the coffee team they're like yes <laughs> See, we, we think it's, um, it's like we go into a cafe and, and we put in an order and they better get it right and they better get it on time and why am I waiting for it? No, no, no. They're serving you out of their love for Jesus. We're charging you like a, coffee ca- like a cafe, but <laughs> hey, that money goes to good use. I'm telling you now. Frank is putting up guttering all around the place. You genius, sweet you. What a beautiful man. Frank Osterland. <laughs> I got it wrong, didn't I? Yeah, he's, he's so generous. He goes, nah, you got it right. Nah. Hey, hey Will, did we get, did they, hmm? hmm? Okay, amen. Next time, we there's an opportunity. We've got a bunch of islanders now. that The federal government and state governments have opened up for... Um, seasonal workers, because us Aussies, we don't want to work in the blocks. Come on now. <laughs> we are so soft. <laughs> so there's a whole heap of um, islanders coming over here, but they don't want just islanders to come and stay in their community and around people that the same culture as them. They want them to come here And to join in with community. So one of the aspects is for them to um, connect in community. And they're saying, oh, I'll do that through sport. Do that through whatever, you know. But but a lot of them want to come to the house of God because that's where they've come from. So potentially we could have a bunch of islanders turning up um, over the next few weeks. We're going to have 20 Fijians this morning and Bulavanaka, even though they're not here, welcome, even though they're not here, um, but that has now sparked us that we've, and thank you for the beautiful team that knocked down our trees, you might be going, where's my shade? Well, something's happening, something's happening, so um, we're getting our plans redrawn. Re- printed up so putting them out in the new foyer because when the foyer got ripped apart during covid the plans got rolled up in my office and you never roll up plans please you fold plans never roll them up because you can never get them flat again it's just a thing is my little shot of wisdom and a shot at my wife <laughs> she rolled them up beautifully and i knew it was Kylie because she tied them with this beautiful like string and I'm like bless her heart it's gorgeous it looks so perfect but I can't roll them flat (laughs) okay you just can't no they won't (laughs) they won't roll flat okay this morning Stephen get on track stay on target stay on target Stuff's happening, guys. Some stuff's happening in the Spirit. God has moved. He has shifted and it's up to us to ha- take the leading of the Spirit because to be led by the Spirit is just keep step with the Spirit. What is the Spirit's next step for your life? What is, and it's not just you, it's for us. What is the next step for us? Because we are no longer alone. We are no longer ourselves. We've been bought with a price. We are part of a body. Oh, Stephen, get on track. I've got so much stuff going through my head at the moment. Hallelujah. Luke 4, 18, Jesus has just come out of the wilderness being tempted by the, the devil, but fasting led by the Spirit into the wilderness after he was baptized. And he comes out. He doesn't record anything, but Jesus in his conversation in Luke says, you, you know, the miracles that I was doing in Capernaum and, and those places, you know, you want me to do them here, but you know what? And I'm getting off track because do you know there's a depth to the Word of God that if we are hungry for it, it will just open up and unfold like a folded map. Not a rolled up map, like a folded map for each one of us. And yeah, so he comes out of the wilderness. He walks into Galilee where he grew up. And everyone knew him. Oh, this is Joseph's son. But he unrolls the scroll in Isaiah and he reads out, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim. Say proclaim. proclaim. Proclaim good news to the poor. There's so much depth in that. You think, oh, to those that don't have any money, wrong. Eh. No, his, when he gave his first sermon, public preaching on the mountain, the first thing he said was, blessed are the poor in spirit. And you go, oh, those that are crippled and broken up in their spirit. No, no, no. Those that realize that they have a necessity that goes beyond what they can physically see and what they can religiously encounter. It's no longer religion without relationship. It's no longer just process without a purpose. It is now that God, Jesus was opening up a new way for us to enter in. To proclaim good news. Say good news. To those that are poor in spirit, realise that they have a need that goes beyond what this earth can physically provide for them. And what the pattern of this world is, The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, they can't feed me anymore. They can't, I can't get what I require out of the lust of the flesh anymore, or the lust of the eyes anymore, or or the pride of life anymore. I can't get it from that. I am poor in what I know that is more out there for me. He has sent me to proclaim, so proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And you can, yeah, it's just the proclaim part. And recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim, say, proclaim, the year of the Lord's favor. If you go back into Isaiah 61, it's even deeper than that. There's so much more. But Jesus then rolled it back up and walked back. And sat down and they all looked at him waiting for what he was going to say. And then he said the most profound thing. He said, this prophecy has now been accomplished before you. It has been accomplished. It is happening. It has been instigated. It is now ignited. The the wick has been lit And something's going to be, it's going to just time down and then there's going to be a change. When he was on the cross, he said, it is done. It is finished. What started back with Isaiah, it is now happened. In Isaiah 49, I haven't got this on the screen, but it just prompted me. It's talking about Jesus, and he said, this is what the Lord says, in the time of my favour, because of the favourable year of the Lord, in the time of my favour, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. Take this in. I will keep you, and I will make you to be a covenant for the people, to restore the land and reassign the desolate inheritance. Desolate inheritance inheritance to say to the captives come out and those in darkness be free get this they will feed beside the roads and they will find good pastures on every barren hill god said to me last year that this is a year of jubilee now jubilee in today's standards means an anniversary a jubilee, a 25th jubilee anniversary. But that's not what it stands for. The queen at the moment is having her, um, what is it, her platinum jubilee, the, the 70th year of reign. You know, whoa, that, that's astounding. 70th year. Like, she's looking pretty good for being in the 90s. And she, <laughs> some of us are like, if only, oh, I want to be like that. She's an old bird, but wow, she's still getting things done. Jubilee actually comes from the—I'm oh, going to get the word wrong—but the the Hebrew word is, um, I think it's actually Yuba. It's in my head; I can see it written, but it's it's Yuba, and and what it means is a clear sound of a trumpet blast. So I've got an absolutely beautiful friend in the church that when I played my play school. Um, cardboard didgeridoo to do the proclamation she went that's not good enough and uh, and she's right it's not so this here is a kudu horn kudu I've seen them in Africa they are just magnificent beasts Paul aren't they and um and so she delivered this to me after she came back from Africa and oh man, I'm all emotional now. I don't even want to play it this morning because I'm—I I'm, know I'll mess it up. And no, actually, that's not me at all. I will do this. Um, <laughs> but it—but it. Did you say that? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? There's no one else here. You must be talking to me. <laughs> Taxicab, what a useless movie that was. <laughs> but what it was, it was a proclamation. Now, there's so much in that jubilee. Um, we've talked about it. And it was a time, a time of proclaiming. It was a time of speaking out the goodness of God. It was a time of realising that the Word of God was faithful. That it was a time where, we, where Israel said, you know what, we've got to... Because they had to rest. They had to take a break. They weren't allowed to harvest anymore. They, they actually had to let the land rest not just for one year, but for another year. And then they planted in the third year. But in the third year, while they were planting, they were still eating the fruit of what they had from three years later. God sustained them. It was a a time of sustenance, time of proclamation, a time to speak well of the good news. It's a time of release, of deliverance. It is a time of seeing life fresh, Recovery of sight to the blind. It is a time of debts being canceled, forgiveness flowing, restoration of inheritance and territory that was meant for you and your generations. And this isn't just talking about physically a plot of land that you want to buy and build a house on. This is actually talking about territory that God has for you in the supernatural that materializes into the natural because that's who He is. And a time of heavenly provision that goes beyond anything we could ever understand. And it was a blast of the trumpet to let everybody know that that time had come. Oh, freak me out. It's time, guys. It's time. It's time to change your confession. It's time to speak well. to shift things you wouldn't believe how hard that is to do those Israelites had some massive lips I'm sure oh my goodness It's great entertainment, isn't it? One thing when you come to church is never boring. The pattern of this world is trying to distract us at the moment from the things of God. The pattern of this world is trying to get us to look at what's happening in the world. But Jesus said, when you see these things, look up, not keep looking down and keep following what everyone's doing and all this. Because as Chelsea said, broad is the way. No one's going to challenge you on going down the broad way. They want you to come on the broad way because it doesn't challenge them. It doesn't challenge them to think about their life. We're just mindlessly cattle walking towards our doom on the broadway. But that's not what we're called to be. We're called to be sheep, not cows. I love cows. I think they're way more beautiful than sheep. But my beautiful teacher from when I was at high school informed me one day of how intelligent sheep are. And how they care, the caring heart they have for their young is just so profound. And that, oh, Stephen, stay on target. So, proclaiming. Jesus said, proclaim, proclaim, proclaim. He brought that out for a certain reason, because we need to speak well. We need to have the Word of God in our mouth. We, and if you don't have it in your heart, how's it going to be an overflow through your mouth? Because out of the uh, overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why some people, when something bad happens, uh, a curse word or a swear word comes out because I've stored that up in their heart. Me, I say, sweet, fancy Moses. <laughs> you should... my. Where I go to the gym very infrequently, (laughs) it's mainly for mobility and getting that. I'll be doing these stretches and I'm like, sweet, fancy Moses, you know, and everyone's going. And then I started hearing the leader of the crew, like the, the instructor, start saying it. And I was like, that is really funny. Anyway, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. They say jesus christ because they don't know him if they knew him they wouldn't say that we know him we know him hey so the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy in the lord's prayer which is actually our prayer it says give us this day our daily bread. But when you look at the tense of it, you're actually prophesying into your future. You're saying, give us this day the bread we need for tomorrow. How beautiful is that? I'm I'm not going to explain it to you because I want you to take it in and absorb it and realise that God, there's no time in God. Give us today. That's why Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Pray like this. Don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries for itself. But pray, give us this day what we need for tomorrow, and that's the heart of God prophesying into your tomorrows. So, um, my beautiful daughter in law, but my daughter, our daughter. (laughs) Do you want to? I'll just let you say it. Is that all right? Can I just
0: sit down? Um, You just asked me this morning, so yeah. Um. Obvious, well, if you were here the other week, my dad got up and gave his testimony about healing. So, there was some stuff going on in my life earlier on and I was um, not as relaxed as he was about the whole situation. I was believing for healing but I'm also a female and like to verbally process things and several times over and over. Very emotionally unstable. Um, that's not all women. That's just me. <laughs> uh, anyway... But we had the nights of – oh, and we were trying to um, get pregnant and it was a bit of a journey and I weren't compared to – everyone has their own stories, but we had um, a couple early losses in the lead up and so there was those things going on too and I was like, oh, and dad's unwell and I can't have kids and everything. But nights of fire was coming up and so I just started saying, no, nights of fire, dad's going to get healed and I'm going to get pregnant. And I just kept saying it and told everyone – And then I was like, oh, my parents aren't even going to be at Nights of Fire. Their trip ended up being at the same time. So, they were off in Fiji. Poor them. At a resort. Yeah. Terrible time for them. Um, Yeah. And I got really bad gastro. Worse I've had since I was a child probably right before Nights of Fire. And I was like, oh dear, this is looking good. Um, but I kept saying it and kept praying, and I prayed with Steve and Sally, and I prayed with lots of other people throughout Nights of Fire. Um, and then I got COVID, so I thought um, maybe not this month, but maybe next month. Um, but I was still praying, and yeah, well, we found out later that Dad had it healing, and yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. And the day I got out of lockdown from COVID, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. So,
1: The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What he can do for one person, he can do for anyone. Start prophesying into whatever the deficit is in your life, there is an abundance of generosity from the heaven for you. Ooh, I can feel presence of God here right now. So, oh, Matthew 28, this is the Great Commission. But in the Passion Translation, recently the Passion Translation was taken off Bible Gateway and Bible Hub because of complaints, because that's not a real translation. That's just, a you know, everything like that. But can I just say, there is a... There's, there's different ways that we do things. There is getting things in the, the form right, getting the words exactly right. But English can never encompass what the, what the Hebrew, the Aramaic said and what the old Greek said because they were huge words that meant so much. And we've just got one word to try and explain it. No. So you can get, try and get the words right, the form right, Or you try and get the formula you can have the the grammatically correct or you can actually go for what the meaning is the passion brings out the meaning as best as they can because we're still human and I love the passion I don't study the passion but I speak the passion (laughs) because it brings out things so beautifully then Jesus oh this is verse 16 it's on the screen it is on the screen then Jesus came close to them. This is after he'd risen from the grave, met with the women, um, turned up in the upper room, like in the rooms that where all the doors were shut and everything like that. And he tells the women, you know, like, go and tell the guys to meet me at Galilee at a certain time on this mountain. So, and they they came and get this. And some of them even doubted. It says this right before this statement, that some of of us might have some doubt because the pattern of this world, we think, oh, it hasn't happened yet. Can I just say prophesy into that? Don't ever allow doubt because doubt is actually what robs us. It's doubt that robs us, not just faithlessness. It's doubt that robs us. Don't let it. That's part of the, the enemy's plan to steal, kill and destroy is to bring doubt into your life. So some of them doubted what, what was happening. And then did, did Jesus go, you're doubting? Because he could read everybody's hearts. He knew exactly what people were thinking. He, it, it happened time and time and time and time again. Jesus knew what was in their hearts and he spoke it out to them. Did, was he bothered by their doubt? No. Is he bothered by your doubt? No. You're here. You're seeking God. You're wanting to be around Jesus and those that are representing Jesus. Then Jesus came close to them. He never stays away if we've got some um, some lack in our life. He comes close to us. Then he came close to them and said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. And most texts in in the Aramaic and the Old Greek, and there's only one that doesn't say it, but it's not in the Passion here, but it says, as the Father has sent me, so I now send you. It's not on there. But grab that. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Now wherever you go, wherever you go, the word actually says in your going, in your living, in your sphere of influence, your work, your schooling, your home life, whatever it is, in your going, make disciples of all nations. That doesn't mean other nations, of all nations, of all peoples, of all cultures, of all subcultures. Baptising them, baptise, to cleanse, to wash, to soak, to immerse, to purify, to empower, to change them in the name, name, the identity, the character, the authority. Of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them, instruct, let it be an example of your whole life. Teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget, I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. How wondrous is that? And then the next verses um go on, you know, like through scripture, um Goes on to say, you know, that the apostles after that, they got their heads together and they worked out, right, how do we do this discipleship thing? We've got to write this all down and make it into a an instructional video. And we've got to get advertising out there, and we've got to set up some formal programs so that we can um disciple people, we can show them A, B, C, D, E, F, and get them through. And if they miss one, oh, they're gonna miss out on E and they're gonna be lost with E. And how are they ever gonna find E? But that we're gonna set this up and we're gonna have a program, have meetings around. This and we're going to do this. No, that's not what they did. Acts 2, because Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, now I send you. How did Jesus do it? Did he set up organized meetings and programs? And no, as he goed, as he went, he sat down and had meals with people. He he had he talked about the kingdom of heaven. He was open to the father speaking to him he identified where the spirit led him he wasn't governed by what was going on around him or what people thought of him like like in that scripture I used just before um they they couldn't stand what he was saying and they grabbed hold of him and took him out to throw him off a cliff and he just supernaturally walked through them and because they couldn't touch him because his time hadn't come There's so much to the Word of God. There's so much depth there. As the Father has sent me, how did Jesus model discipleship? Acts 2, 42. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion. We did that this morning, sharing communion and coming together regularly for Prayer, not complaining, not talking about how the economy is going bad and it's only going to get worse. And what party are we going to vote for? Which is really important. Find out what the parties stand for. <laughs> right at the moment, that's an important thing to do. There's some great information that you can out there if you go looking for it. Um, where was I up to? Um prayer that's what i said wasn't it prayer and it's not just lord help me today no 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 it's prayer it's it's communication with the father you know we've been given the formula that jesus gave us and i'm in the shower this morning just just praying through the formula cuz i don't want to just go immediately god i need this and i you've got it and it's like no 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 our father our father thank you for the church the church across the whole world father Because you're our Father. And not only that, thank you for humanity. Thank you for mankind. Lord, people are so lost at the moment. But you're our Father. You're their Father as well. And you've sent your Holy Spirit over all the earth. You've poured it out, Father. How wondrous is your name. Oh, my word. You start getting into his name, his identity, his character, his authority, his nature. It's revealed by his name. Prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders because the apostles were so important. No, 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 because people had expectancy in their heart when they come together that the word of God was true, that Jesus accomplished everything on the cross, that it was done and he was resurrected. And now he has ascended hierarchically into the heavens, not in the heavens here because the heaven stay on target you've come near the heaven the the kingdom of heaven Jesus said but the heaven's up there no it's not heaven is just obscured from our physical material sight angels are are obscured from our material physical sight sometimes with me it seems to be all times but don't be deceived Stephen I've picked up people, I've encountered people on the road, you know, like picked up, I had to clarify that. Picked them up, I guess, walking on the road and things like that. You never know. It's time up already. Oh, Stephen. Okay. Before many miraculous signs and wonders, all the believers were in fellowship as one, but bo- this is turning into a series right now. Right now, it just happened. And they shared with one another whatever they had out of generosity. Say generosity. They even sold assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them daily. They met together in the temple courts and in one another's home to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with the praises of God enjoying the favor of all people in other verses and I can't find the actual translation but because I've shifted it a little bit but people saw their lifestyles and they were attracted to it because they weren't afraid, they weren't dismayed, they weren't distracted, they were, they were rejoicing and they were full of hope all the time and they had an answer to any questions that come to them and it was always an answer of hope, it was always an action of love, it was always a position of generosity and you might say, but I don't have any money, I don't have enough even for myself. It's not just talking about generosity of money, there's a depth to the things of God. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. This is the model of discipleship. Jesus said, I will build my church. So we think, oh, we've got to do it this way. And we've got to have all these things. I've got this little tag that I got in 1997 when I went to the Brownsville Revival over in Pensacola, Florida. And it had WWJD on it. Um, And what would Jesus do? First time I'd heard it back in 1997 and this crazy Texan I'm like what is that and he told me what it was and I'm like I've got to get one of those and he took it off and he put it around my neck and and I and I what would Jesus do has been like something a go-to in my life and I opened up my drawer the other day and it's sitting there and I'm like wow and immediately the spirit told me just spoke to me what would Jesus undo What have we attached to our lives or attached to our function as the body of Christ that Jesus says, you have put baggage on it. You've made this a commercial thing. My house will be a house of prayer. You know, you've you've broken away from the, the process that I had for you, the life for those coming to life through discipleship. And we think discipleship is doing a program. It's not doing a program. It's doing coming to life. Ephesians four, eleven says, And he appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists. The word evangelists there is those that are able to preach well. And some with the grace to be pastors. That's those that are able to gather people and protect them and shepherd them well. And some with grace to be teachers. That means they are great orators and can bring out depth of instruction and meaning in life. And their calling is to nurture and to prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness, unity, harmony into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of the living God. And finally we become one into a perfect man, into a perfect person, into a perfect body with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. God is so generous. And then our immaturity will end and we will not be easily shaken by trouble and nor led astray by the novel teachings and and political propaganda and uh, or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead we will remain strong And always sincere in our love, as we express the truth, all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into the anointed head of His body, the church. I keep going back to the valley that Ezekiel was taken to and the dry bones. And I, I can tell you now, I can hear bones rattling. I can hear bones rattling. They're coming together. The bones are rattling and they're coming together. The body of Christ, God has said, what would Jesus undo? It's like the bones have been scattered through this season, but now it's time to prophesy, O oh man. It's time to speak out again, O oh woman of God, and to prophesy over your future, to prophesy over coming together, the body coming together body coming together. His plan is now that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to all the principalities, all the authorities, everything in the heavenly realm. Jesus reminded us when we see things, troubles on the world, earth, when we see pandemics, when we see plagues, when we see earthquakes, when we see wars and rumors of wars, when we see all these things happening. Does that sound like what's happening at the moment? One person, okay. Can I just tell you, we've had plagues and pandemics recently. I don't know where you've been, but we have had them. Right now, there are wars going on and rumours of wars and Chinese um, um, spy ships on the coast of Australia. There's, There's stuff going on. We don't have to be afraid of that. Jesus said, when these things happen, when there's mighty earthquakes, when there's incredible volcanoes eruption, when there's droughts, when there's floods, look up! Look up, because your Redeemer draws near. Matthew 24 talks about the end times. Jesus has just explained it all. And He says, There will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. But hold your hope firmly to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance come to give life. I've come to release those in captive. Don't get caught up in the sin and the lawlessness. They have no authority over our lives. We are in victory. We are in victory. You might say, no, I'm not. Jesus doesn't care about your doubt. He comes near you right now. The Spirit of God comes near you right now. Whatever you're experiencing and whatever doubt is trying to tell you, but, 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 there is no but. That's just the engine trying to start, but, 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 but. No! Your motor is purring beautifully. Your spirit is alive. You are not a body with a spirit. You are a spirit that has a body. God came to release everything, everything spiritual and everything material. Oh. So 1 Peter 4, 7 to 10. I've got a lot of scriptures here. Is this all right? Good. The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply. Because right before it says the love of those for others and for the passion for God will grow cold. Don't let... The increase of lawlessness and sin distracts you from the fact that God is moving powerfully at the moment. Because, and it says here, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin and lawlessness. Verse 9, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Offer generosity, that word is. Generosity of your home, generosity of your time, generosity of your money, if you have it. Generosity of the things to one another without grumbling. Each one of you should use whatever gift you have received because He's given us all gifts to have our own ministry. And it's, up to, and it's the apostles' job to point us and the evangelists' job to point us. It's the prophets' job to point us, but it's our job to, to be released in that. It's our job to do it, to be it. Each of us should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Kylie spoke that word about the fanning into flames and the passing on of that, fanning the coals and passing on the fire to the next generation. But it also says fan into flames, the gift that was given you as faithful stewards to God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God, not the rhetoric of this planet, not the opinion of others, but the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should... Should do so with the strength God provides. Not oh, but the strength that God provides. That word grumbling, offer hospitality without grumbling, is like, well, where is God in this? Like, yeah, I can I can be generous, but where is God in this? It's it's a complaint against God that you can't be in this, and He's saying, No, 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 no. Jesus will build the church. We just need to hear and obey. This is a real challenge, guys. This is the shift in how we're doing church and, sorry, being church, because we don't do church here, we be church here. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Hebrews 13, 1-2, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. That's what we are. Would you lay down your life for your brother and sister? Yes. Are they closer to you than any other person on the planet? Potentially, yes. But we are even greater than blood ties. We are brothers and sisters in the most magnificent family that has ever been conceived in in time, out of time, in eternity, out of eternity, forever and ever. Amen. The greatest concept ever where love can be shown purely. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For for by doing so, some people have even shown hospitality, generosity to angels without knowing it. (laughs) Hospitality. So we have life groups in this church because life groups is our discipleship process. But we've been doing life meetings, been doing house meetings and things like that. And some of us have done house meetings since we were born into church or since we came into church. And we're like, oh, yeah, done that, been there, done that. You know, eh, it's not the way it's meant to be. We're meant to be intimate with one another. We're meant to come together. And it's not in a large group We're meant to be actually doing hospitality with one another. If I brought out all the hospitality scriptures this morning, I would go for another 40, 50 minutes, but I'm going to hold it. Galatians 5 says you, my brothers and sisters, again, reminding us of this family. You were called to be free, but do not use your freedom just to indulge yourself, your own flesh, but rather serve one another humbly in love. Don't let it grow cold. Don't let it get taken away by sin and lawlessness and the pattern of this world. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. So for the practical, what does it look like? (laughs) This is activation time, not for because when we when we come together and we you know a church is first conceived. they go right. We need to have a, a children's ministry, so we've got to get a children's leader, and they they have groups and they have the team and everything like that, which is actually they need that. And then we're like well, we're going to have discipleship, so we're going to have to have life group leaders, and we have them. But then people come in and they just plonk themselves down and they they there and they like teach me, but no. That's not it. We must be active because the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is active. We carry the Word of God. We are the the body of Christ. Be activated. I'm speaking it out. I'm prophesying it. Be activated to show the generosity that that God has lavished on each one of us. Be hospitable. Be hospitable. Open up your homes. Open up your heart. Open up your wallet. Open up your, your love to other people, be hospitable. So we're not doing life groups anymore, life meetings anymore. In this season, may change, but in this season, you are now released and activated to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You might say, but I don't know how to share the discipleship ABCD program. No, 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 no. They didn't have that back then. They just come together and talked about the good things of God and the Word of God and what had been talked about recently and what the Jubilee, we're in the year of Jubilee. What does that mean to you? Whatever that conversation is, or it might just be, how are you doing? I'm feeling there's a heaviness on you. And it's not in having a meeting. It's actually just being together, being with another family, being with another person. I've met with people this week and and just we've just sat down and talked about the things of God prayed together for for concerns or for deficits and things and we're being discipled it's not that I'm the pastor of the church, so therefore I'm going to disciple you. No, you carry Jesus. There's an aspect of Jesus in you that I've never seen before. And until I get to be with you and intimate with you, I don't get to see it. activation of everyone this is where we need to be mindful in this season that it's activation of everyone we need to be mindful that it's activation of generosity it's not time to go by the last two years of shutdown you know like conserve conserve your energy conserve your breath keep it away from people conserve your face and cover it up and and be away from people no this is a time to be activated and release. it's a time for freedom it's a time for generosity in the house what does generosity look like having a coffee with someone having breakfast with someone having second breakfast with someone having elevensies with someone having lunch with somebody having second lunch with somebody having afternoon tea with somebody Having, having a snack along the way. We're, we're going to be huge after this. But um, <laughs> having dinner with somebody or as the, a supper with somebody. Which supper actually, to us in Australia, means some meeting at night and, and, you know, after you've had dinner and just having a cup of tea and maybe some sticky date pudding. Or hallelujah, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for dates that are so sticky and cream from the cows oh I pray for those that are lactose intolerance that they will be free from that and enjoy cream it's intimacy and being open being vulnerable with one another was Jesus intimate and vulnerable he was he was having godly conversation, not just discussing the rhetoric to the world, but having godly conversation. Speak well. Be led by the Spirit. Share encouragement with one another in that time. And pray. It's a time for us to pray together. And if you're embarrassed to pray, Father, I thank you for a release of the spirit of prayer and an understanding of what that actually means to just communicate in the heavenlies with you and with one another here. Father, you're so generous to us. Father, you've given us so much. The rain falls from heaven. The seeds fall from heaven. And the womb of the earth produces goodness. It produces goodness every seed-bearing plant you've given us for our food (laughs) and for everything that has the breath of life in it you've given it to us for our for its food as well thank you for lamb chops and for steak thank you for chicken thank you for pumpkins and potatoes and oh lord you're so generous the earth just gives forth because you are a generous God. Father, I thank you that each one of us is going to catch the heart of generosity and hospitality, that we would connect with people, that we wouldn't just be an attender in church, but we would be an activated church, activated body. Have your way, mighty God. Have your way. We just want to be open to you, Father, so that we carry the authority of your name. We carry the power of your name. We carry the character, identity, and nature of your name because you have given us the right to be called, to be named, identified with the authority, the nature, the character of God. Father, I speak blessing and favour over each one of my brothers and sisters right now. Father, I thank you that we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we would know what your will is in this being a disciple, being a true disciple and how easy it is, so beautiful it is. There might be some conflict and difficult to get it started, but how beautiful it is! Everything's going to try and stop you from doing this. The enemy's going to try and stop you. No, no, no. You're too busy. Ah, oh, you're too tired. No. But when you step into it, you're going to be activated. There's going to be life. Going to if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in this conversation, in this house, in this body, you'll make alive the church. You'll make alive the mortal bodies. Father, thank you. Thank you. I prophesy godly conversation i prophesy healings i prophesy teachings instruction release oh prophecy over lives as we gather together intimately with one another i thank you for what you're calling us into because father i see that you want to prune some stuff back jesus you're undoing some stuff so it can produce fruit thank you for your pruning in our lives so we can produce fruit and where there has been staleness and dead wood in life. Father, thank You that You're cutting off those branches so that the budwood can come fresh again. And I thank You where the dryness be gone in Jesus' Name and fresh loot. burgeoning, that's an unusual word, burgeoning life means a bursting, a bud burst forth of life. And I pray this and we receive this in the mighty Name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Make it so. Hallelujah. Okay, we're only a little bit over time, but you haven't got anywhere to go today, have you? (laughs) We should actually try not to make too many exact plans for the day that we come as the body because it it messes us up a little bit sometimes. Receive it if you need it. If you don't, then don't. It's not a command. It's just a thought. I'm just going by the Holy Spirit here. Shana, thank you. That's beautiful. She's doing a great job, isn't she? So the coffee cart's probably going to open up. Going to go have a cup of coffee. Next week, we're going to have some signs up that are going, I don't know what they're going to say, but Chelsea's done them already. Oh, they're on the screen. They're going to come up on the screen. And they're a prompter for us not to burden anyone, but to release and activate Generosity in your life because he who has been so generous, he as the father has sent me, so he sends us now to operate in the same way that he operated. <laughs> this is going to be a like a mind bend for some of us. It's like, no, 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 where is God in this? Don't grumble, offer hospitality without saying, but where's God in this? No, 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 bring, bring. Expectancy, bring God into the conversation. Bring prayer into the conversation. Bring your generosity of heart to share vulnerability. That's what it looks like. I don't know how this is going to end up, but I know how it starts. It starts with us being obedient. Jesus says, if you hear my words, then do what I say. You love me when you do that. This is great instruction from the Word of God. It's not mine. I just went looking for it, being led by the Spirit. This is a shift. I haven't heard anyone talking like this. And I'm not saying, oh, wow, then we're so special. No, I am sure that it is happening right now around the planet in churches everywhere that God is re-establishing and realigning who we are meant to be. Be free in Jesus' name. These are the things that we're going to be coming up. Just to prompt us, there might be someone. You might say, but I've got to get out of here and I've got to go do this. And and Jesus actually said, and don't just invite your family and don't just invite your friends and don't just invite rich people because they will give back to you. Rather go to those who you are never going to give back to you because when you receive back from those, from family and friends and wealthy people, then you've already received your reward. No, 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 that's, a king, that's a, just in the earth. But rather store up yourself treasures in heaven. And he goes on to say, invite people that you don't know. Invite strangers into your home. Or, go, or say, hey, we're coming around to your place and we're bringing pizza. And get good pizza. You don't go to Domino's. But uh, okay, so a couple of Domino's ones are pretty good. <laughs> Have you caught it this morning? Okay, if you haven't, Jesus will draw near. The Spirit of God will draw near.
0: Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.